In this podcast series, we've talked about the differences between courses and memberships, how they can work for any industry or expertise, and how you can even use these as a way to support your own work that you do in your business, priming clients to work with you, for instance. I asked you to think freely without the need for immediate action and to look around you with awareness. So now it's time for the next step, forming your own product bringing your vision for an online course or membership to fruition. And I know what you're thinking. I'm sold on the idea, but I don't know where to start. Today, we're talking about that next step, how to turn what you do, what you know, what you love into an online course or membership content. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. As someone who works with online courses and memberships every day, I deal with creating content that engages, educates, entertains, and retains members all the time. You know, it's a tall order to create course and membership content, and I'm not here to tell you it's easy. I'm here to share that I know it's possible. It's possible with long game mentality, showing up and doing the work. It's possible because you have an expertise, because you have committed to your own work day in and day out. Your online course or membership has got to reflect all the time you put in and all the knowledge you have gained in your time. And that's not to say that what you create needs to be the end-all be-all of the subject. And quite the contrary, you know, it's about solutions and learnings and transformations. And that can happen in short form or long form. Where do we start? The same place we start for everything else we create in our businesses. Avatar and voice. Who is your audience and what problem do you solve for them? Who needs what you've got? Is it women over 40? Parents? Business owners? This is always the starting point because it sets the tone for everything that follows. Many of you who are listening are are pretty in touch with who your client is. But as you enter the realm of digital course content creation for them, you too need to refresh on who they are so that you can create valuable content cater to them with systems, and further your relationship. The biggest question to answer when it comes to your audience is, what is the end result they need with the information you are providing? Is it to better plan and execute their family's meals? Is it to effectively create social media content for themselves? As an audience, what are their needs? What do they come to you for in your business? You know, what services do you provide them so that they get these transformations? People look to online products as a way to solve their problems. There is something they do not know 
And with the information that you provide, they're going to move from A to B. The other important question that determines what your online course or membership content must contain is, at what stage are they in their journey? How much do they already know? And how much do you need to teach them to get to a place of commonality? You know, this question is so important because it determines your jumping off point. You may realize that your audience needs a precursor uh, before you get to the main course information. You know, you may need to build that in. Build that as bonus content. You get this mini course of information to get you up to speed kind of thing. You know, when you ask this question of your audience, you're better tuned into their needs and can design content that truly supports them. The next starting place for creating digital products is your brand voice. I work with a lot of women who have successful service-based businesses and that they're parlaying that knowledge into online courses and memberships. They know their brand voice in the one-to-one situation, and I always end up working with them a bit on their brand voice for the digital experience. Tap into this. You know, I did a whole episode, episode number four, on finding your brand voice. Go back and check that out as a refresher as well. It's a topic to tackle right away because it's integral to everything you do in your business. Online products may be a new realm to you, one where you feel less confident than how you navigate your normal day-to-day. This is completely normal and natural, and also why even my seasoned entrepreneurs, we address brand voice for the products that they're developing. You may teach or coach or lead in your normal work, but doing those things in a digital product require a little bit of a different awareness. Unless you're doing a fully live course, there isn't the direct feedback from the audience. And this is where your brand voice comes in. How are you setting yourself up to be engaging and to connect when you're a solo act and there is no audience? Brand voice clarity, it brings ease. The words you are saying are familiar and you're comfortable in your delivery, whether it's audio, video, or the written word. And this definitely applies to text and writing as well. The main point here is to be you in your brand voice. And I see it all the time where people write out a master's dissertation instead of just saying what their message is. The fact that you're creating this content, it doesn't warrant any words that are different than the ones you use to communicate in your business every day. In fact, the most success comes from those who embrace this. And then you apply this approach. What is your method for working with clients? What process have you mastered that you're here to teach and share? What problems are you solving? Boom, you are on your way to creating course content, pulling all of these concepts together. The next piece to understand is the structure of how modules and lessons work in the digital platforms. Having an understanding of this at the onset of your course is so helpful for you developing your course content in a way that number one, makes sense, and number two, can be readily absorbed. The structure of most course platforms are similar to that of a standard outline. You know, there's a course topic all the way at the top, that's the hierarchy, that translates to a module or the week. So you have module one, module two, module three, week one, week two, week three, depending on how your setup is. Then within the module are lessons that support that topic. 
And this is where you start to think about how your specific content will work best. Is there one lesson within the week? Perhaps a video of you speaking and teaching about the concept or doing a live demo of something? Or are there multiple lessons that support the one topic for that module? In this case, you may have three 10-minute lessons that support the main idea for the week. How best does the setup serve to get your teachings across? And with this, there's no wrong answer. It's really about your specific information and how best you can convey it. You know, I have clients who do this in each of the ways, one longer lesson per module, as well as a few lessons that are supporting that module. How does the message you are conveying work best? Look at your material. Are there natural breaks that would fall under a module where it makes sense to create a separate lesson? This is where you start to outline your method, starting with these overarching topics and then fill in with lessons that support your teachings. Continuing with how platforms are set up, many allow for your media content, your video and your audio, to be viewed at the top and then beneath there's a space for text about the lesson. And this text could be an overview, it could be supporting text, etc. I want to encourage you to use this real estate even if it's just to reiterate what the lesson is about, or you can use it to link to resources that support the lesson or that you mention in the video. Once inside the lesson, you have a captive audience and these extra touches, they provide value. They are opportunities for further understanding by your audience and connection with them. And remember, we are always relationship building, even once they're a customer. You know, I believe in giving the best course and membership experience. So use all of the tools and assets that are provided. There's also space within the lesson for PDFs and items to download. You know, other items might be audio. That's a popular one to download. As you create your content, think about resources that your audience needs for each lesson. Or it can even be resources for your program as a whole. And then custom create and definitely brand these things. I have one client that I work with that has such compelling PDF resources in her first module that members often remark that it's worth the whole price of the course just for these resources. I mean, that's pretty amazing considering these are shared in week one of an eight-week course. And just think about how impactful that is. It's a surprise and a delight in the first week. So PDFs, they can be a checklist, a cheat sheet, a template, you know, a list of resources, anything that you can think of that supports your content and that people might need at a, a quick grab. So what content can be packaged up to enhance what you are teaching? Ask yourself that. With the elements of a module and a lesson broken out, you can build out from there. Continue creating your course content outline by adding modules and breaking down the learning into lessons. Now, membership content is different from a course itself. And as I write this, I see a need for a whole episode on just membership, so that will be coming. But if you're just getting started, what you need to remember is that a membership is ongoing. It's a place for implementing in addition to learning. 
you know, but you still are providing content. So understanding how modules and lessons work is important here too. Membership content can be groups of courses put together under one umbrella, giving access to multiple facets of a topic. And I've actually seen that in a, in, in a membership that I'm in. And then membership can also have standalone modules on topics that relate to the overarching theme of the membership. However, the setup, you are still applying a similar breakdown of content. Building out online course content, it can feel daunting. I know, I've heard it. You have so much to say, you don't know what to say, and then all these other feelings creep in. You know, another boost that you can give yourself to figuring out the content breakdown is to peruse other people's course material and end their sales pages. You know, it's hard to conceptualize when it's your first foray into a course or membership, but study what's out there. See what makes sense to you that others are doing. I did a recent episode, number 28, on how it's beneficial to see what people are doing in industries other than yours. There's insight you can glean. You can get a sense of structure, without the worry of influence on content and ideas. So when you're looking at another industry, you can really remain structure-focused and then continue to bring your own ideas forth for your industry. And I definitely think one of the best experiences for course creation is to experience other courses. You know, I've taken courses from B-School to online cooking, and I'm part of a few memberships where I take note of things I like things I find confusing, etc. And I apply them to my own thoughts for course and membership best practices. You know, coming from a perspective of the customer, it can be super enlightening. Like online courses and memberships, they are ever evolving. It's an industry that's pretty new and it's still growing and the technology and the ideas, they keep progressing. So being an active participant in these online cultures They're not only going to give you the value of the content that you signed up for, but they're going to give you an experience that you can bring into your awareness. And lastly, with your digital content, you've got to know when to stop, when to pause and let what you've presented sink in. Just like now, (laughs) I've got more to say, but I'm going to separate it into another episode so that what I've shared here doesn't produce overwhelm. So let's do a quick recap on the takeaways before we end. Number one, no one ever said developing an online course or membership is easy. Like all things worth it, it takes commitment. Number two, start with your audience. Know who they are and what's the problem you solve for them. And know what stage they are at in their journey. Number three, be in touch with your brand voice. Brand voice clarity brings ease. Number four, Understand the structure of how modules and lessons work in the platform you choose. And yes, I'll be doing a whole episode on platforms in this series. Number five, check out what other people are doing. Go outside of your industry and gain insight into course structure and best practices. Number six, purchase courses and memberships to experience them as a customer. Be an active participant and take notice. And lastly, know when to pause. With that, I'm signing off to this episode. I'll be continuing with more in the Courses versus Membership series, same day, same place. 
Check out the other episodes in this series to get a better understanding of what's possible for you online. All right, I'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.